And it is time once again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carlos Soberanos, and welcome once again to another episode of the Touchdown Report. And today, ladies and gentlemen, is actually a really interesting day today because today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. And more specifically, a lot of people have told me that many teams usually build their franchises around the NFL draft with their first-round picks. However, the Raiders have been considered by many one of the worst teams in NFL history when it comes to drafting NFL players. So I decided to go back a couple years and go from the 2017 draft class going forward and see how the Raiders' first-round draft picks have been, who they were, what were their expectations, and more specifically, how do they pan out for the team? So if you guys do enjoy this video, be sure to hit the like button. Let me know what you would like me to talk about in next episode. And without further ado, let's get right into it. And also before anything else, I do want to give a shout out to Jonathan for continuing to help me in editing these videos. He's amazing. He's a great guy. Thanks again for the help, man. So I decided to go back to 2017 because that was usually a good year where many teams up until this point have begun to develop to where they are right now. And the Raiders, it's a very interesting situation with who they drafted in the first round. So the Raiders in 2017 with their first pick, they selected Garyon Conley, the cornerback from Ohio State University. Now, Conley was considered by draft experts as the second best corner in the draft, right behind Marshawn Lattimore, who the Saints took with, I believe, the fifth pick. It was considered a reach by the Raiders, mainly because they thought he wasn't yet ready to be the top corner that many fans wanted it to be, but also was because of all of the field sexual allegations that also came up. You'll notice that this is a constant thing that the Raiders do, and, um, that they have issues with getting players that have off-the-field issues, but you know more on that in a little bit. Now, Conley actually had flashes of elite talent when he started his rookie year for the Raiders, but he also struggled with consistencies, which is expected as a rookie corner. The highlights of his of his time in uh, Oakland, or I guess in yeah in Oakland, because this was at the time when they were still known as the Oakland Raiders, not the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he held guys like A. B. and Tyree Antonio Brown and Tyree Kill in check, basically not preventing them from getting big yards and also preventing them from scoring touchdowns. So pretty good there. But he did struggle with tackling as a result. He was eventually traded to the Houston Texans after three years, and that's kind of been where he is right now. I believe he is a free agent right now, considering that his fifth-year option was not picked up by the, I believe, the Houston Texans. Allow me to check for you for a second. I believe that is the case. And yeah, he is a free agent. So obviously, it looked like it hasn't panned out for him. So as of right now, he definitely was a corner that many fans believe would have been great, but unfortunately has ended up being a bust. Now, the 2018 draft which was the ne the following year's draft, the Raiders ended up selecting offensive tackle tackle Colton Miller out of UCLA. Now, Originally, the Raiders had, I believe, it was the ninth pick in the draft, or the ninth or tenth pick in the draft, 
and they actually traded down in the draft and allowed the Cardinals to trade up with the 10th pick and acquire Jason, uh, Josh Rosen. It, they were originally, again, the rumor was, at the time, they were originally wanted to pick offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey, but when the 49ers took him with pick number nine, the Raiders decided to trade back and get picks that they could then use later on, which was a very good sign. Colton Miller definitely has struggled with blocking and protection, to say the least, and he has definitely been beaten multiple times in his career for sacks against elite defensive linemen. However, he has been stable and consistent, which is something that you really want out of your offensive tackle. If you get an all-pro offensive tackle, you're expecting to play on an all-pro. But if you're getting serviceable ones, you want them to hold up their end of the side of the field. And Colton Miller has done that. In fact, he got a three-year, $54 million extension, I believe a couple off-seasons ago. So it's definitely shown that the Raiders trust him to the point where he is now their starting offensive tackle i believe on the left side for the foreseeable future so he hasn't been horrible but he also hasn't been amazing but again that's what expecting from most offensive linemen in nfl draft classes so the raiders in 2018 they may not have gotten their original guy but they sure as hell got a stable consistent piece to their offense so not nothing bad there with them having done that now, in the 2019 draft class, this was actually a pretty interesting draft class because the Raiders had three first-round picks in this draft, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you may be wondering, well, how did they get three picks? Pretty simple. In the 2018 uh, offseason, uh, the Raiders ended up trading Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears in exchange for two first-round picks, one in the 2019 class and one in the 2022 class. So they ended up having two first-rounders in that same draft class. And it was in the 2019 offseason, or actually the 2018 offseason, that they traded Amari Cooper to the Cowboys and got a first-round pick in the 2019 draft as well. So three first-round picks that the Raiders had at their disposal, and they definitely could have used them to their advantage to build their franchise around. So who do they pick? Well, it didn't go so well with the first pick. The Raiders selected defensive end Clellan Farrell out of Clemson. Defensive end out of Clemson. Now, this was a questionable decision. And you may be wondering, well, who was the guy, the manager of the Raiders at the time? Or um, like that. The coach was John Gruden and the manager was... Mike Mayock, a NFL analyst who actually looked at draft coverage and such. So he was put in charge of with the Raiders as the GM alongside John Gruden, and he made this pick. But it wasn't a great one. This has been considered by many one of the biggest reaches of that draft class in 2019 with Cleveland Farrells, considering the fact that other better players like linebacker Josh Allen and defensive end Ed Oliver were still available at that position with pick number four. So it was considered a reach by them, and many believe that he wasn't worth that draft selection. But again, Mayock argued that, you know, he looked at his footage differently, and he thought he was. So many fans were saying, we'll have to wait and see. After four years, he's only been man able to manage seven and a half sacks, which is pretty disappointing. It doesn't even help the situation doesn't get any better when you consider that the Raiders also drafted Max Crosby in the fourth round in that same draft, and he has been, been an almost all-pro defensive end. 
So clearly the Raiders definitely made the wrong choice here in terms of who they needed to get. And as of right now, his fifth-year option, they declined it. So Farrells will be a free agent after this year. And many fans have basically pointed to where he likely won't be re-signing for the Raiders, and he'll likely be just a backup rotational player moving forward. Again, it's nothing against the guy. It's just that, unfortunately, he hasn't. he wasn't the pick that they hoped that they would get out of him, which is unfortunate. Now, the Raiders' second pick in that same draft was actually the first running back taken in that draft, running back Josh Jacobs from the University of Alabama. Now, he was selected because many fans saw him as, an analyst saw him as a very solid rushing running back, rushing running back. He definitely had the physique, he had the mentality of what you want from an old school running back. Now, the Raiders, again, many fans thought that maybe a first round pick was still a little high just because they believed that he likely would have been available day two. But the Raiders weren't going to take a chance, so they took him in the first round. And he has been a significant piece of the Raiders offense as of, as of this moment. In three years, he's had 3,087 rushing yards, and he is considered by many the best Raiders pick of this draft class, which is not saying something, just that, you know, it's actually okay considering where they're at. Again, Josh Jacobs has been very good, and he's now become the centerpiece of this new Raiders offense with the likes of Derek Carr, quarterback, Devontae Adams as receiver one, Hunter Renfro, receiver number two, and Darren Waller as your tight end. So, not half bad for a running back who many thought would have went in the second round. And the Raiders ended up getting him in the first round. I think it was a major win, and I think it was a solid pick. Not amazing, but it was definitely a good serviceable pick that the Raiders did. Now, unfortunately, their final pick was definitely another bizarre pick that they made. The Raiders selected safety Jonathan Abrams out of Mississippi State with pick. Many people had not had him as a first-round pick. Many believed him as an early second-day pick versus a late first-round pick. He was a serviceable safety, don't get me wrong, and he had moments of flash that definitely showed him as a solid safety. But he has struggled with injuries. He has not been healthy for his five years in his NFL career, and he struggled to stay, off, stay on the field. Unfortunately, his fifth-year option was declined, so likelihood is that he will be heading into free agency. And considering the safety market, where not many people throw a lot of money at safeties, he could be out of employment pretty soon than not. All I'm saying is that I hope that he finds work wherever he finds it, because as of right now, he's definitely in either a backup role or he's going to be out of the NFL sooner rather than not. So... You look at the Raiders 2019 class, and you can clearly see they had the chance to definitely build on a lot of pieces in terms of how they wanted to do this. And they missed out majorly in terms of offensive ability as well as defensive ability. Their first three picks were not horrible, but they weren't amazing. Considering that the uh, many other players that went in later rounds, like I mentioned before, Max Crosby went in the fourth round. The Raiders could have probably snagged him earlier. Considering that they only got a running back, what about receivers? There were a lot of receivers taken in this in this draft that the Raiders could have had. Like guys like Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin. It goes to show you that the Raiders definitely missed a chance there. But many fans believe that they would still find a way to continue to build on their team. 
which then leads us into the 2020 draft, which was, again, a pretty good draft for the Raiders since they had two first-round picks, their original pick as well as the second Bears pick from the, from the Khalil Mack trade. Now, with the Raiders' first-round pick in that year, they selected wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver out of Alabama. Now, Ruggs was considered one of the top running back prospects alongside CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy. He was the fastest receiver in this draft class, which was what the Raiders saw in him. And in his first two years, he had 400-plus yard seasons. It was definitely seen that Ruggs struggled in terms of finding coverage, breaking coverage, and getting the routes down. But many fans believe that as long as he continued to develop, he could definitely get going in the NFL. Considering that Jerry Judy had other similar struggles and that the only one was really doing much was CeeDee Lamb because he was with the Cowboys, many believe that Ruggs would be the next great running back, or not running back, the next great wide receiver of his class. However, history and life kind of didn't pan out. Uh, he was released after two years. However, it wasn't a release that was unwarranted. It was justified. Because if you guys don't know, if you haven't heard, Henry Ruggs was involved in a fatal car crash, uh, killing 23-year-old Tina Tintor as Tintor, as well as her dog. He was intoxicated and he was driving in Las Vegas at about 100 and plus 100 plus miles per hour and he crashed into her car killing her right there on um because of the collision. Ruggs was detained and is now facing basically life in prison because of it. And thus many fans believe that it was a promising young career that has now come to an end because of it. And it also reminds us ladies and gentlemen that you shouldn't be no matter who you are if you're drinking, you shouldn't be driving, and that you know that lives can be lost, can be taken as a result of uh, actions that could have easily been avoided. And again, Henry Ruggs, you know, we all, you know, he definitely probably did not intend for this to happen, but you know, your actions have consequences. And he knew that when he was drinking, you drove, something was going to happen. So you know, it's unfortunate to hear. Now, with the Raiders, their second pick in that first round, they then selected a cornerback, Damon Arnett, uh, out of Ohio State. This was, again, considered a reach by the Raiders because up until this point, I believe one of the only major uh, corners that were taken were guys like C.J. Henderson and A.J. Terrell. So Damon Arnett going in this first round was pretty high for the most part. Arnett served as a serviceable corner after his first year and he's definitely and he definitely was a serviceable corner that definitely showed flashes of being a nice solid number one number two corner however he I don't know what happened that year but the Raiders had bad luck in 2020 because again or not 2020 2021 because again something happened Armet was involved in a similar car crash in a similar DUI case in 2021, but was released by the Raiders after a video of him went viral about him brandishing guns and threatening to um, rob somebody, kind of pushed it over the edge. As a result, the Raiders were forced to cut him, and now he is now unemployed and could potentially also face jail time as a result. It's unfortunate because a lot of these players have young, promising careers and, you know, they're being thrown away because of actions like this. Unlike with Henry Ruggs, though, Arnett could potentially fix his life around because he's not facing as much. But at the same time, his actions have consequences, and unfortunately, he didn't see that.
And that brings us to probably the most recent draft pick for the Raiders in the 2021 NFL Draft when they selected uh, Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Now, Leatherwood was a considerable reach by the Raiders. He was the third best offensive lineman in that draft, and many believed him to be an early second-day pick, not a first-round starter. However, when he was picked, the Raiders hoped that he could potentially be a solid right tackle to go alongside or or even a guard position to help out the Raiders' offensive line. That, however, has not been the case. He struggled to fit in and starting O-line duties, and he just didn't seem like that. He, he seemed like he was that committed to where he wanted to be. To make matters even worse, heading into the this uh, year, he was actually being beat out by a late draft offensive tackle and was losing his starting gig to him. He was he was basically relegated to second team reps. Think of that. An offensive tackle is picked in the first round being relegated to second team reps is pretty bad in some way, shape, or form, no matter how you think of it. Ultimately, however, he would not be on the team much longer as just after one year with the Raiders, Leatherwood was released after the team failed to find a trade partner to get rid of his contract, and now they're facing a lot of his dead money cap. Just imagine that. I just, I cannot believe it. You know, him, uh, Leatherwood, only one year lasted with the Raiders before ultimately getting cut. It's just amazing. So, with that being said... What can we take away from the Raiders' offensive, um, not offensive, their draft mate, their draft choices overall? Well, you could say that the Raiders had a lot of interesting picks. Now, again, this was the franchise that was one that took a punter in the first round a couple uh, many years ago. So I'm not too surprised with their selections. Many of the picks, as we mentioned before, were considerable reaches. And many have obviously been justified as being reaches because of their actions and not being able to get to the next level. Many have had potential, as we have seen, guys like Ruggs, guys like Josh Jacobs, Farrell, and stuff like that. They've had potential, but unfortunately weren't able to reach it. And unfortunately, most of these guys have either been released let go, or trade it. As you know, as of right now, one of the only major, only two players of this draft class have remained with this team, and likely will be with this team for the foreseeable future, Cole Miller and Josh Jacobs. Just goes to show you that the Raiders have definitely not been a team that drafts well. Now, with that being said, have there been other teams that have drafted worse? Absolutely. The Cleveland Browns have been one of history's worst at drafting quarterbacks, and you've had many other franchises not being able to build on it. But again, if you are looking to build your franchise up, the draft is the best way to do it. And hopefully, the Raiders see what they did in the drafts that they've made over the last couple of years, and they learn from their mistakes. And they have. You know, they've gotten regime regime changes, and they've gone in different directions to try and build themselves up in different ways. Now, this may not, however, not be the case that the Raiders are in deep trouble. The Raiders, as of right now, guys, are actually in a situation where they are currently a dark horse candidate to make the playoffs. And how they've been doing it? Through late round draft picks and free agency acquisitions. The Raiders not be, may not be great at draft picks in the first round, but later rounds, they, they sure as nailed it. So the question now becomes is that 
um, whether or not the Raiders' picks will pan out in the foreseeable future. Because you know they wasted three first-rounders in one draft and it didn't pan out. So the question is, well, can they be, Can we look back at them and say that these were missed opportunities that they could have built their franchise and be a dynasty? Or will we say, ah, oh, that's just a, foot, a fork in the road if they win a Super Bowl next year or something? Who knows? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for this video. Another relatively short video, but I wanted to keep these like nice and steady, allow you guys some breathing room, and allow you guys to kind of hear what I had to say. Hopefully, the next video will be a little bit longer as I delve into more NFL teams. And don't worry, if you guys are wondering, I will be going over every single NFL team this year at some point or another. I'm trying to avoid repeat teams so I'm trying to make sure that it's a nice balance of where we're at. So without that, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope you enjoy this video. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you guys did, let me know what you thought about it in the comments below. Leave me a like. And as always, have a good rest of your day and stay awesome. Goodbye.